0: Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com.
2: It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold.
3: It's a Monday morning, a little foggy out there this morning. But, that's what happens. It's that time of year. Good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith, along with...
0: I'm Jill Welke. Good morning, Jill. Good morning.
3: Boy, that fog was kind of nasty in some spots this morning. It was pretty rough. Yes, and it's been very fall-like. Did you notice that this whole weekend, it was a little chilly?
0: It was a little chilly. It was actually kind of nice to open those windows and snuggle up underneath those blankets.
3: Oh, boy. I don't I don't need to know about all that snuggling <laughs> stuff. I'm married and have kids. We don't <laughs> snuggle. <laughs> he stays on one side of the house. I stay on the other. And the kids just run in between. <laughs> but, no, I was really surprised. Like, usually the Clark County Fair that took place this weekend in Nillsville Usually it's sweltering hot. You get a few little rain showers, but it was cold. I mean, kids were running around in sweatshirts all weekend.
0: Yeah, they were. I was down to the Wisconsin State Fair in Milwaukee, and you—it was sweatshirt weather some mornings. Yeah. And but but when you're in Wisconsin, and when you're in Milwaukee. You have all kinds. (laughs) So, you know, you really, I do a lot of people watching and boy, that was interesting. You do
3: people watching?
0: I do people watching. What
3: do you see when you look at me? Yes. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Yes. There's like a no comment hidden in that (laughs) yes.
0: (laughs) No, it was a happy yes. It really was.
3: Oh, man. You know, but it's so nice seeing all these kids out and about. I mean, numbers seem to be a little bit lower than they have been in the past years. But overall, they're smiling. They're outside. They're not on their... Well, some of them are on their phones yet. But for the most part, they're not on their tablets. They're not gaming. They're actually out and about interacting and getting dirty.
0: Yes. Uh, down, for the, down in Milwaukee, the junior show seemed for the beef and the sheep and the swine. The barns were full. Mm-hmm. It was good to see those kids out there. I was down there and I saw some showmanships. And then then it was changeover day, so then it went to the open show. But along with that changeover day, the FFA came down, so the FFA band played, and the choir sang, and those kids, I know because I have this personal contact with the FFA stuff, everybody came for the band except for two, and they were out because they were sick. Oh, well, hey, not bad. And I think that's phenomenal to see them get together, and boy, they have a good time.
3: Yeah, oh, and... And now all the you know the fairs are wrapping up now. I think we're pretty much almost done with the fair season, aren't we?
0: Well, I ge- keep getting comments from people because I tell them how many fairs I've gone to because I've been to eleven of them, and they're like, "Aren't you sick of them yet?" I'm like, "No, they're I love fun." The food. There's well, nothing better than <laughs> fair food. Yeah, I did. I I checked out the cream puffs. I oh, checked out the sweet corn down in say, Milwaukee. Hey, well,
3: speaking of cream puff, where's mine?
0: It would have been old and dried up by oh, the time sure. I'd have brought mm-hmm. it back.
3: She could have drove. You have a vehicle. could have made a detour <laughs> to Nillsville or called. I would have met you in Osseo.
0: It probably wouldn't have made it because I had ate mm-hmm. it before
3: I got here. I see how it is. I see how it is. Well, anyway, we've got a lot of stuff going on this morning. We're going to be hearing from some of the champions of the Clark County Fair, along with some news in Auburndale, Compere Financial. It's a busy morning.
4: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
3: You know, Jill and I are off air here, and I, I made the comment, you know, last week I told her I really wanted a cream puff, and I forgot. I forgot about the cream puff. She mentions it, and she says, you know, it was really good. I only had one. Only had one, she says. Yeah, that's all I had was one. And then you had a cheese curd taco.
0: Oh, a cheese curd taco. That was phenomenal. I'm going to turn off her
3: microphone. I mean, can you believe that? (laughs) Wow, I'm withering away on this side of the studio this morning, and she's telling me about cheese curd tacos at the state fair. So not fair. Next year, she's working, and I'm going to go and have some fun. All right. (laughs) And again, Jill is telling me about this amazing cheese curd taco (laughs) she had at the state fair. And about all this amazing food she had at the state fair. I mean, really, why would she do this to me, Jill? Why would you do this on a Monday morning when you know I'm hungry on a Monday? And I was promised a cream puff and I didn't get one.
0: I was just trying to share some
5: information.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, torture. <laughs> see, see what I have to deal with? I mean, oh, I tell you, I don't know. I think, I don't know we have to figure this out. I mean, we send you down to the backwoods. Well, it's well, walkie, but.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm just. Uh, with all the people down there, I noticed that I really appreciate my quietness of my dead end road after a while.
3: Oh, so. I'll torture you now. Mm hmm. Uh huh. I'm going to release some skunks. oh don't worry i already
0: have those charlotte
3: (laughs) well we gotta get moving along we're at 502 on 104.5 fm waxxo claire it's time to check in this morning with some national news
6: nbc news radio i'm trey thomas Russia is confirming negotiations with the U.S. over a potential prison swap for WNBA star Brittany Griner. The Moscow Times reports the two nations are discussing a prisoner exchange that would involve trading Russian arms trafficker Victor Boot for Griner. He was extradited from Thailand to the U.S. in 2008. Griner was arrested at a Moscow airport after vape cartridges containing cannabis oil were found in her luggage. Former President Trump is calling on the FBI to return documents protected by attorney, client, and executive privileges reportedly taken from Mar-a-Lago. Trump took to Truth Social Sunday to respectfully request that the documents be returned to the residence immediately. However, an unsealed warrant revealed the agents were allowed to seize anything connected to the transmission of national defense information or client classified material The mother of the man accused of stabbing author Salman Rushdie says she wants nothing more to do with her son. Sylvana Fardos told FBI agents she's not going to bother talking to her son, Hadi Mattar, again. Rushdie's agent said the 75-year-old British Indian author is on a long road to recovery after he was stabbed 10 times in the neck, stomach, eye, chest, and thigh. A small-town Texas police department won't apologize for a selfie one of its officers snapped with Kyle Rittenhouse, the Illinois teenager who was acquitted of murder after shooting three people during a protest in Kenosha, Wisconsin, two years ago. You're listening to NBC News Radio.
4: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. A good
2: hog show this year at the Clark County Fair, down in numbers just by a few head. We're going to talk to the exhibitors of Rosie and Chunk at the fair this year. And uh, the exhibitor of Rosie is Devonie Hinkleman from the Loyal FFA and uh, Devonie Grand Champion Hog with Rosie. Congratulations. Thank you. So what's Rosie all about?
1: She's a little bit interesting. Sometimes she can be a little, little crazy, but she's super fun to show. I've loved working with her this whole summer. We've really spent a lot of time on her. She's a belted cross, so it's been that's probably my favorite breed of pigs to show. Not the biggest pig. Definitely not. She was in that. She was the middleweight champion at first, so she weighed two hundred and sixty-eight pounds.
2: What did the judge say about her to make her the champion over some? heavier, probably meatier hogs.
1: The judge really liked how she was very sound and how she looked and she was very filled out in all the right spots.
2: How many years you've been showing hogs and have you ever done this well before?
1: This was my 10th year showing, so going into this year, it's my last year this year, and my goal was to simply win a class, and, well, I did a lot better than that, so that was great to see.
2: been a pretty good summer for you.
1: Absolutely.
2: Tell us about uh, what happened in June to you, for those that aren't aware of, uh, some people say Devaney's probably been on the air more than I have.
1: So I'm currently serving as the Section 7 State FA Vice President, so I've spent my entire summer traveling with my team, and it's been an amazing experience.
2: Now, your last travel, I think, was out to Washington, D.C., right?
1: Yes, we spent a week in D.C. working with other state officers from other states and training to better lead our members this year.
2: Not too warm out there.
1: Oh, it was it was a bit toasty out there. It was a little warm, but it was really fun.
2: Tell me again about uh, your hog and your showmanship exploits. How'd you do there?
1: I did a lot better than I was expecting, I won't lie, I showed my pig Theo in showmanship and we got reserve champions so now I'll be able to show on Sunday in supreme showmanship.
2: Tell us about the supreme showmanship here in Clark County for those aren't aware of how that works and what happens.
1: So the top two showmen in senior showmanship in each species will compete on Sunday and we'll show each three animals and then we'll be judged on that but we'll also be judged on a written test.
2: So you show a hog, you show a steer and you show a market lamb? Yes. And I know you're in there watching the beef show as we're speaking, learning a few things or watching a few things.
1: Yeah, so I did Supreme Showmanship three years ago, so I have a little bit of an experience, but I definitely am ready to watch today and learn a lot more.
2: So what's been the biggest thrill for you, to be named a state FFA officer or win the Supreme Champion Hog at the fair?
1: Oh, that's a tough decision. Honestly, all of it's been such a great experience. It's, it still feels like a dream each day, and it's been amazing.
2: So you're thinking about running for office with an answer like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> we won't push her any further, but uh, thrilled to be both, that's for sure. Champion uh, hog here from the Loyal FFA. Well, let's talk to the exhibitor and owner of Chunk, and that's Luke Schroffnagel from the Thorpe FFA, reserve champion. Tell me about that hog, Luke.
7: Well, he lives up to his name. He eats, and when he's not eating, he's sleeping. (laughs) So
2: how big did he get before you came to the fair when you weighed him in?
7: 289 pounds. And you were a reserve champion. Yes, I was. Tell us about the uh, judging procedure
2: here in Clark County, because uh, you have purebreds and you have crossbreds, and how it
7: all works. This, after two years ago, they made a new rule that purebreds will show separate from crossbreds. And in the final grand champion selection, they'll come together and they'll pick the final grand champion pig.
2: Now, were you the champion of your class?
7: I was. I won the heavyweight class.
2: And then you came in and crossbreds won the show this year. Yes, they did. Have you ever had the grand champion or the reserve as good as you've done so far?
7: I've won many divisions in my fair experience, but I've never gotten grand. And this is the first year I've gotten reserve, so I'm very happy. I'll ask you about
2: showmanship by asking you won't be in the Sunday runoff, right?
7: No, I will not. Chunk was not very happy, and he was kind of ornery during showmanship. He did not want to be there, so I got a red ribbon.
2: That can happen. Rosie and Chunk, the Grand and Reserve champions at the Clark County Fair, shown by Devon A. Hinkleman from the Loyal FFA, the champion. Luke Schroffnagel from the Tharp FFA, the reserve champion. Here at the Clark County Fair
4: in Nealsville, I'm Bob Osolde. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
3: Well, we're a little bit behind on a Monday morning here at Wax 104.5, but that's okay. It's Monday. Everyone's a little lagging on a Monday. Well, let's take a look at some temperatures around the area right now. We've got Medford at 56 degrees, down in La Crosse they're at 62, Marshfield's at 56 degrees, Green Bay at 64, Rice Lake at 54, Wausau at 57 degrees, Madison at 62, Milwaukee at 66 degrees. Looking outside right now, it's foggy. So if you're getting up now, you might want to hurry just a smidge. Not on the road, just, you know, don't putz around the house too much because it is kind of a hard drive-in this morning with the fog. Today is going to be a cloudy day with a high of 78. Tonight is going to be mostly cloudy with a low of 61. Tomorrow there's a chance of some scattered showers with a high of 80. Tomorrow night just partly cloudy. 58 degrees. Wednesday, it's going to be cloudy, but a chance of some sunshine. High of 81. Wednesday night, some showers and a low of 59. Right now in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we're at 54 degrees. Looking for only a high of 78, so it'll warm up a little bit. But we've got your morning markets. Those are coming up next, and they'll be brought to you by...
8: Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance.
3: Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin
7: strong. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural
9: Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong.
4: The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's
3: time to take a look at our morning markets. Again, brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, lead us off. What's going on in your neck of the woods?
4: Cash livestock
0: choice fed beef steers are 141 to 152 and a with mixed at 110 to 141. Choice fed beef heifers are 140 to 148 and a with mixed at 101 to 139. Choice fed Holstein steers are 125 to 140 and a with selects at 86 to 124. With cows at 73 to 102. Bulls are 70 to 105. Butcher hogs are 86 to 105. Sells are sixty-seven to seventy-eight and a half, with boars at twenty-five to thirty-two. New crop market lambs are ninety-five to one thirty-six, with feeder lambs at ninety-five to one. To two fifty-five. Use are seventy-five to ninety-five. With small goats at twenty to one hundred ninety dollars. Medium goats are seventy to two hundred eighty-five dollars. Large goats are one thirty-five to five hundred ten dollars. And nanny goats are thirty-five to two hundred fifty-five dollars.
3: Thank you, Jill. And looking at the Mercantile Exchange, we've got live cattle for August at $140.22, That's down thirty-seven cents. October's at one forty-four fifty. That's down sixty cents. December's at one fifty-sixty-two. Down forty-five. Feeder Kettle for August is at $179.62, down 32. September's at 183.37, down a dollar twenty-two. October's at 186, that's down eighty-five. Lean Hogs for August is at 121.72, that's down sixty-seven. October's at 102, down a dollar five, and December's at 9037, down a quarter. And looking at the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your December corn down 12 cents on the overnight at 6:30, December oats down 2 at 4.25, November beans down 36 cents at 1418, October soybean meal was down 9.90 at 41340 a ton, December wheat down 16 cents at 805. On the dairy side, barrel cheese down 4 cents to a 18834, blocks were up a half a cent to a one eighty four and a half. and a half. And your AA-grade butter was down $0.04 cents to $2.93. Looking at those Class three futures for August, up $0.02 cents to 2015. September, ugh, down $0.30 cents to 1980. October, down $0.45 cents to 2036. November, down $0.48 cents to 2087. December, down $0.38 cents to 2062. And those markets were downward trending through next August. Well, not some great news on the markets this morning. We have to hopefully... Tomorrow will be better, right? Today will be better. Markets will open, and yeah, Jill, well, we're gonna put it on Jill as she has to report good markets tomorrow. Otherwise, she's in trouble.
0: <laughs> I'll do what I can.
3: <laughs> well, right now we're gonna see if the booth fits, Jill. All right. Twenty after five o'clock on this Monday morning, and when it comes to FFA, we see good kids doing good things, and when it comes to the Auburndale FFA, they're doing just that. The Auburndale School Forest is once again full of color as over 120,000 sunflowers and hybrid flowers are about to be in full bloom. The patch is more than just a visual attraction, though. They're asking for donations that will benefit the Toys for Tots program, which helps ensure that every child gets something for Christmas. Now, the patch is open every day and spans about four and a half acres. The best time to view the sunflowers is traditionally on a sunny day in the early morning or in the later morning. And as we all know, Jill, as our Auburndale FFA advisor, Mark Knoyer, said, in quote, it's hard to be unhappy in a sunflower field. That's just amazing, isn't it?
0: It is amazing to know that they
3: planted all those flowers just
0: for enjoyment. Yes.
3: And speaking of FFA doing good things, you had a chance to speak with someone. Tell us what we're going to be hearing here.
0: I did. I talked to the National FFA President, Cole Bearlocker. He's from Washington State. A little, He says he's from a little town, kind of like what we have around here. And I talked about his adventures so far and, and what he's hoping to get out of it. I had the privilege of catching up with the National FFA President, Cole Bearlocker. Hey, what have you done so far?
10: Yeah. So I am about eight months into my year of service as a national FFA officer. Um, and it's been an absolute whirlwind up to this point here. Um, you know, I've been to 21 states so far, clocked in probably a little over like 75,000 air miles is what I'd guess in total. Um, and, and connected with Probably around 100,000 students up at this point, is what I'd guess. Um, but it's been an absolute blast. I've loved every second of it. Um, my travel really kicked off in February, and I did uh, FFA week for all, all five of my teammates and myself. We all traveled around the country to two different states, had a blast. Like it was just constantly going. Um, so I was in Illinois for the first part of the week and then North Dakota for the second part. And I joke with people, I say, you know, I don't know who I made mad to send me to North Dakota in February, but it was somebody, but it, it was very cold, but I loved it. It was actually, I look back, that was one of my favorite experiences was being in North Dakota, getting to have some really cool connections with students, but to experience the culture up North over there, it is very different than what I'm used to. We had like traditional German food. Um, I got pretty used to like sub-zero like temperatures. And I just had a blast because we went through the entire part of the state from Fargo all the way to a little town called Dickinson about 40 minutes from the Montana border so we traveled the entire state but that was kind of like that introduction to this year of I'm going to be on the go a lot I'm going to be in places for minimal amount of times but the expectation is that I'm connecting with students and um, that really just kind of showed me that while at times it might be a little challenging that I have this really cool opportunity to to engage and connect with people from way different walks of life than myself and to learn more about them and their experiences, but also share some of my own as well. Um, And so I've uh, traveled to 10 state conventions this year, which was awesome. So everywhere from New Hampshire, to Florida, to New Mexico, to Iowa, Nebraska, like I've been just about everywhere. And just has taught me about how different Every each state is, and how different the agriculture is, but also how similar we all are. Um, you know, I look back to Nebraska, and it was kind of funny because you know, people. I'm from Washington State, and so a lot of times people think like, oh, Seattle or big city. But I was sitting down talking to this family, and they were just telling me like, oh, we're from a, a little town. Like you probably will not understand. I'm like, let me guess. It's a town less than probably a thousand people. There's a highway through it, and um, houses on one side and the other side of the highway. And they're like. Yeah, I'm like, that's literally every town in my county. So I'm from a very rural part of Washington, um, right by Idaho, a little town called Colfax. But, you know, I've loved getting to, to meet students from, like I said, all walks of life, from those rural communities, from those urban communities, and just to hear what makes them passionate about agriculture. So those are some of my adventures I've had um, so far. Like I said, it's been a blast, a whirlwind. You know, I feel like it's gone by in a and eye. We only have four months left. And a few big ticket items like State Officer Summit coming up here next week, National Convention at, in October, and a few things between then. Like I said, my year's kind of winding down at this point, and it's a little sad to see, but I know I've done a lot so far and excited to finish out strong.
0: Well, let's look back a little bit farther, and why did you decide you were going to try out for this national office?
10: Yeah, so I uh, come from a family who has a very strong FFA um, background, like, My aunt was a state officer, my uncle and his wife, they are both ag teachers. My cousin was a state officer, my older brother was very involved. And so I just had seen a lot of my family members and heard about a lot of my family members and the the role they've had in FFA. And that was just kind of an inspiration for me um, to want to get active and to get started. And if you were to tell me as a freshman that I'd be a national officer, I would not have believed you at all. I would have been just so grateful to have the family and the resources that I do because I know I would not be here today as an as a national officer if it wasn't for those people and so that's that's where I really credit I think a big turning point for me was um the beginning of my senior year I was competing at national convention for prepared public speaking and uh semifinals did not go the way I wanted it to I had a little bit of a hiccup and that was enough to kind of throw me out of the loop on qualifying for finals and so I was really upset and just kind of moping around the expo center with my uncle and he pulled me aside and he said he's like you know what Cole like you need a you know get the the right mindset. Like this isn't the end of the world. You're going to do other and bigger things. And if you wanted to be a national officer, like I could see you up on that stage doing that. And that was a, just a big moment for me because like, I didn't see that in myself. And I, you know, never thought like I would have that ability to be on that stage in that level, but to have somebody who did believe in me in that way, like that was just so inspirational and, and motivational. I think that was like that big point. like, you know what? yeah, I, I do want to be a national officer and I do want to be a leader in this organization. Um, and I do have what it takes because I know like like what this organization has done for me and I want to give back. And I think that was just a, a huge turning point for me to to have that moment with my uncle and um, to kind of light a fire in me to keep pushing forward in FFA. What do you hope to get out of being a national officer? A whole lot of memories and a bunch of friendships. I think that's the coolest thing I look now is like, And every state I've gone to, I don't think there isn't one where I wouldn't be welcomed back, which is a good thing. You know, that's what I want. Um, But it's just so cool. Like now I have family like all over the U.S. is what it feels like. Um, I was just in Louisiana for their state convention and it was just such a blast. They have such a great family atmosphere down there. And a chapter, they took me out for um, crawfish. They took me out to a crawfish boil. And I mean, it was out of crawfish season. So they were a little little bummed about that because it wasn't as good as what they anticipated. So they're like, you know what? You come back next march and we're going to take you to a Crawford spoil again we don't care that you're not a national it's like we're taking you back out and so it's like those types of moments and interactions and connections that i'm building that i know it's just it's very exciting for me to know that i have like all these friends and family um like like chosen family i guess in other states that i could come visit like here in wisconsin you know the zimmerman family um which i know you're related to they have a huge impact on ffa at the wisconsin level and at the national level um but they're like family to me now too so like courtney She's like the honorary little sister that I, I do have an honorary little sister, but she's like like my honorary little sister that, um, you know I tease and pick on a little bit, but just love her to death. And so um, I'm walking away from this year, you know, after October, knowing that, um, like what I got out of is those people and those memories and those connections that they really just last a lifetime. So,
0: so beyond that example, and when you're done with the office,
10: what are you gonna do then? Yeah. So I will be attending Texas A&M in College Station, Texas, which I'm very excited about. Like I said, I'm a Washington boy, so it's going to be a big jump from me moving down there, Um, a lot warmer than what I'm used to. But I'm really excited to to be in Texas and to go to one of the the greatest land grant agricultural colleges in the country. yeah, I'll definitely. I definitely think I'll fit in there. I, I have the Aggie spirit already. Like I stayed up to date all on their their baseball season here uh, about last month, and so I'm really excited for that change. And um, I'll be majoring in agricultural communications and journalism down there, and uh, you know, hopefully making a lot more memories and continuing that like selfless leadership and um, that drive that I've had as a national officer. I think that's really where I felt like was just like the no brainer next step for me because there's such a high expectation on how. Students at A and M, how they operate and how they function, and um, that to me just, like I said, it just felt like the right right step, that next standard. Because I am somebody who, you know what I mean. Like I just, I like to have things kind of laid out and planned out and figured out, and um, I just felt like that was going to cater to me well going to A and M. So I'm very excited for that. And um, as to what I do after college, I am not sure yet. Um, I I tell people my dream job is to be the press secretary for the White House because. I'm a chatterbox. And so I think if I'm if I'm in a job where I'm not talking or um, having conversations, I don't know if that's going to be what's best for me. And so, um, you know, I definitely think the next step is just continuing to communicate clear messages with the people of our country, um, with the people who are involved in agriculture, with the people who aren't involved in agriculture, because I want to be able to continue to be a person that other people can rely on as a voice. And I think that's what I've learned this year is, you know, it's, it's hard sometimes being one of six people whose job is to be the face and the voice for over 830,000 members. Um, But I definitely carry myself with a lot of pride in in having that job and being able to, like I said, just speak eloquently on topics and issues that are dear to students, no matter their backgrounds or walks of life and making sure that, you know, I'm representing their opinions and their beliefs. Well, because, you know, if it wasn't for, like I said, those 830,000 members, I wouldn't have a job. So it's, it's remembering that and just continuing to serve them to the best of my ability. And, um, to take all of their interests and passions and hopes and dreams into heart so I can best serve them.
0: Well, and you talked about serving them, but in a way, you're teaching them and the communication with the consumers. Yeah. How do you see that into your future? And how did he see that into the future, Jill? He's just going to keep talking. He's the kid that likes to talk and learn and make those connections with the consumers and keep on the leadership. Ideas that he's had that he started out in the FFA.
3: That's just amazing. You know, and to get to that level in FFA. And and these are just young adults. I've been so impressed.
0: I Because Courtney is my niece, mm-hmm. I've had more interaction with the national officers. They are just, they're really nice kids and they've really got their stuff together and going out. Actually, right now they're in South Africa on their international tour. Wow. And they they were on a, a safari and they went into the classroom in South Africa and I'm hoping to talk to them again and find out a little bit more about what they what they learned over there and you, it's always kind of interesting to compare what we do here and what is going on someplace else.
3: Yeah, maybe they'll bring you back some grubs. You can eat that for breakfast.
0: Ooh, that'd be just charming. <laughs>
3: That would be hilarious. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Jill, on that interview. That was some good stuff. But, hey, we are at, well, we're at 530 this morning. we got to head to markets. We've got Rocky Olson coming in next.
4: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's
3: time to check in with those morning markets this morning. We're going to head over to Premier Livestock with you and check in with Rocky Olson. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. So, it was the Clark County Fair this weekend, and you were there. How'd it go?
11: No, they had a a great event there and uh, had a heck of a good auction there Saturday night. So, yeah, it was a nice nice time.
3: So did you buy every animal there?
11: I I bid on probably at least half of them. Oh,
3: my gosh.
11: (laughs) Yeah, and it just ended up with a lamb, so that was all right.
3: That's okay. You know, those kids really appreciate, you know, the bidders, the buyers, and they get a lot of experience being in front of a crowd, and it's just a good time. Yep. Well, excellent. Well, Rocky, catch us up. What's going on over at Premier Livestock?
11: Uh thank you, Kristen. Good morning everyone. This uh last week's markets uh shaped up here at Premier. Uh with its uh, over 2,500 head of livestock. High choice and prime uh, Holstein steers strong from one thirty-one to one forty-five. Choice B steers nefers one thirty-six to one forty eight. Market cows sold strong, very strong on market cows, high yielding cows from ninety-two all the way up to a dollar nine. Most cows traded from seventy-two to ninety-one. Market bulls high yielding from ninety-seven to a dollar eighteen. Lower yielding 96 and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday. High yielding cows from 89 to $1. fourteen. Lower yielding 89 and down. Holstein bull calves, uh, strong 75 to 170 per head. Beef calves, 150 to 415. Holstein heifer calves, 10 to 50. Big week this week at Premier. Tuesday, we got our special feeder cattle auction, also selling bread stock cows, beef breeding bulls. Then Wednesday, uh, we have a special dairy cattle auction featuring two complete organic. Herd dispersals. Uh, One herd's going to be over 30 years of age. AI breeding. Uh, they are going to be A2-A2 uh, tested with individual tests. The herd's going to be averaging over 65 pounds of milk on test. Uh, nice herd of cows there. Also features uh, many reputation groups of conventional uh, fresh cows. we got some really nice tie stall cows. got really nice free stall cows and we're going to have a nice run of spring and heifers. Full details on these consignments at PremierLivestockAndAuctions.com Questions, call us at Premier at 715 229 $2,500. Uh, reminder, machinery auctions coming up here August 26th. We are full, not accepting any more consignments. Uh, view that full listing on our website, and also the stuff that will be online will be on equipmentfacts.com, or just come cruise the parking lot. we got a nice lineup for you. So that is the way it's shaped up, Kristen.
3: Excellent. Well, Rocky, you take care, and we'll catch you later on. Have a great day. You Bye. too. There he goes, Rocky Olson, over at Premier Livestock this morning. And actually, it's that time of the morning. We got to check in with our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandrea. Good morning, Mike.
8: Hey, good morning, Kristen. How we doing? We
3: are doing fabulous, except for this fog. It was a little, a little sketchy this morning. What's going on? I heard you only saw three deer, though. I. No, I'm really disappointed in my deer count. <laughs> well, I was really hoping for like 20, 30, 40 so that I could really like make people go, "Oh my gosh." Yeah. But when you say 3, it's like, "Well, I can see that any day."
8: Yeah, well, you could uh, you could drive 3 minutes and find 3 deer in uh, western Wisconsin, but <laughs> We do have, uh, like you mentioned, we have a good bit of fog. So if you are on the roadways, just take your time because some locations even less than a quarter mile of visibility. Now, we'll keep that fog going into the mid-morning, but otherwise we'll have mainly cloudy conditions later on and temperatures into the upper 70s. Later tonight, we'll keep that cloud cover and a stray chance at a couple showers here and there. Otherwise, low 60s for our overnight lows. Tomorrow, partly sunny conditions on tap, so we may see a few more peaks of sunshine. Highs into the low 80s. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, upper 50s. Wednesday, partly sunny again. We have the same air mass overhead, low 80s. And Wednesday night brings us a slight chance at a couple showers. And then going into the latter half of the work week, we have on and off chances for some showers and possibly a few rumbles of thunder as our temperatures mostly hang out in the mid to upper 70s. Heading into this weekend, a little bit cooler as well, mid 70s with more chances for showers and possibly a thunderstorm. But at the moment, we do have that fog and a temperature of 54 degrees in Eau Claire.
3: Now, is this temperature like normal for this time of year? Like Jill and I were talking earlier, it's almost like fall-like condition. Well usually around
8: now we have mid 50s is typical for our overnight lows but uh, we did have some of those uh, mornings that were into the low 50s and close to the upper 40s now that's where it feels like fall but you know I was going for a walk yesterday and we had just a little bit of a I wouldn't say chilly uh, I would maybe say a cool breeze uh, and I was like, oh, man, this is like perfect football weather.
3: Oh, <laughs> right. And, you know, I'm wearing Packers today.
8: I, I saw See, that. See, look
3: at that. This was <laughs> meant to be there, Mike.
8: Yes, yes, it was.
3: Awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, and don't forget to remind everyone, keep your headlights on today. Yes, Especially absolutely. with the fog.
8: Mm-hmm, absolutely. Keep those headlights on and take your time.
3: Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Mike. We'll catch up with you in just a little while.
8: Absolutely. Have a great day. You
3: too. There he goes, our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandrea. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Marquardt Motors. Marquardt Motors would like to thank their loyal and valued customers, their hardworking employees, and the surrounding community for making Court Motors the largest General Motors dealership in the state of Wisconsin.
4: Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well,
3: it's that time in the morning. It's almost 20 minutes to 6 o'clock. We've got to check in with some news. Good morning, Morgan, and catch us up. What's a busy morning? What's going on today?
5: Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. We stretch the lens and start in one of our bigger cities as it was a violent Saturday in Milwaukee. Seven of the nine people shot over the weekend in that city were shot on Saturday, including a double shooting that left one person dead, police say. There were also shootings on Friday and Sunday. Milwaukee police are on pace to see nearly 1,000 non-fatal shootings this year. When it comes to the political stage, we take a peek onto the national level with the Wisconsin connection. The inventory of last week's search warrant for Donald Trump's Florida estate includes several categories of class- classified documents that were seized by the FBI. Heading into the weekend, U.S. Senator Ron Johnson told reporters that he wasn't overly concerned.
12: I think Mar-a-Lago is a pretty safe place. We have Secret Service protection. Sounds like these documents might have been in a safe, so I'm I'm not overly concerned about uh, some top secret uh, information getting leaked out.
5: Johnson who serves on the Senate Homeland Security Committee said the former president quote declassified a bunch of material end quote before leaving office Johnson has been a strong supporter of Trump and is up for reelection in November Let's scoot those headlines a little bit closer to our own backyard as we should learn the price take for Eau Claire school referendum later tonight city school board set to meet and should set the price for that tax increase question that you'll see on that November ballot Eau Claire schools are asking for more money to make upgrades at a handful of different schools there's some worry that voters wouldn't support a tax increase for both schools and the city itself. But both will be on the ballot this fall. A quick peek into public health shows us that the hospitalizations for coronavirus hang about just over 500 people here in Wisconsin, which is a slight dip from what we were seeing about a week ago. More information online, 715newsroom.com. And nice cruiser the backdrop for wisconsin's entry into the best looking police cruiser contest sets the state apart the state patrol parked a cruiser and motorcycle in front of milwaukee's art museum for the annual photo shooting contest as people across the country will pick the best looking vehicles so some states like illinois come up with unique designs for the contest wisconsin well we're just going with the standard paint jobs for cars and bikes that you'd see on the highway each and every day although hopefully not in your rear view with the uh Lights going right. And with that, we better signal and safely merge, head back to the barn with Kristen Jill in the Midwest Farm Show. And then right after six this morning, Alex Edwards back in landlocked Wisconsin with a suntan to show for it, ready to keep the plates in the air. See if he remembers how to do this with the Wax Morning Show right here. Live local and along with you on Wax 104.5. <laughs>
3: Thanks so much, Morgan. You know, it's it's kind of funny, Jill, you know, when, when they say, you know, oh, he's going to come back with a tan. Summer, he should have had a tan before he left. He always has a tan. Oh, he, Bob always <laughs> has a tan. You want to see a guy who's... I don't think I've ever seen him white.
0: I Probably mean, he's not. always tan. Well, he spends all that time in Hawaii during the winter time. Yeah, what that, do you expect?
3: I don't think that's fair.
0: Well, I don't mind. I like, <laughs> I, I like wearing my winter white.
3: Oh, no. I, I, I like warm. I like fuzzy socks. I wear pants and sweatshirts all year round in the house because I'm always cold. So I think I need to move to Hawaii.
0: Well, you got to talk to somebody else other than me about that.
3: (laughs) Right away. See how she is? No cream puffs, no cheese curd tacos, and now I can't move.
0: Well, the cheese curd taco would have been kind of gross if I'd have brought it back for you and kept Mm -hmm. it for you. See how she makes me feel. It wouldn't have made it, Uh I'm telling you right now. No,
3: you didn't try. (laughs) We've got more markets coming up this morning. We've got to head over to the Equity El Tuna Barn. that's coming up next. And this morning's markets will be brought to you by...
2: Our weather, brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean, the world's largest kidney bean processor, based right here in Menominee, Wisconsin, wishes all the great Wisconsin farmers a productive and successful end to our 2022 growing season. With harvest just around the corner, it's the perfect time to be looking ahead to next year's rotation, which could include kidney beans. Kidney beans are competitively priced and highly profitable, making them a great addition to your rotation. Call Ben at 715-664-8342 or visit them at cvbean.com to see if growing kidney beans. Is
4: right for you. Keep it at rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
3: It's time to check in with those morning markets this morning, again brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean. We're going to head over to the Equity Altoona Barn and check in with Jim Lindsay and Jim to catch us up. What's all going on? How'd the sale go?
13: Choice beef steers and heifers, dollar twenty-five to a dollar forty-five. We had a top of a dollar forty-seven. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers dollar eighteen to a dollar High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, a dollar thirty to a dollar forty-two. We had a top of a dollar forty-three. Choice holstein steers, $1.16 to $1.29. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers $1.15 and down. Top 20% of the cows sold from $85 to 98 we had a top of 104 60% of the cows sold from $66 to $84. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 65 and down. Here are prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our sale, which was held here on August twelfth. Three to six hundred pound beef steers, a dollar twenty to a dollar eighty-five. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers, $1.15 dollar fifteen to a dollar sixty-six. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar fifteen to a dollar fifty. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar ten to a dollar sixty-four. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, ninety to a dollar sixty-one. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, eighty to a dollar thirty-two. We do sell organic cattle here on Tuesdays at the Altoona Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, August 26th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day.
3: Thank you, Jim. You too. That was Jim Lindsay over at the Equity El Tuna Barn. Now we're going to head over to the Equity Stratford Barn and check in with Jerry Fitzgerald. Good morning, Jerry.
9: Well, Kristen, and a very good morning to you and Jill. And, uh, well, we're looking forward to another busy week here and also a lot of stuff going on. And, uh, but it would be nice, I don't know where you guys were yesterday, but it would be nice if the sun would at least make a sort of an appearance. We know that it's still there, you know.
3: Exactly. I... I agree 100%. I'm not ready for this fall-like
9: weather. Well, it's all right, but, I mean, we still need some. There's still a lot of, still a lot of stuff that Corn has got to be uh, finished yet, and there's a lot of folks that want to get some third crop or maybe even fourth crop off. And, uh, uh, it's, yeah, you're right. It's way too early to get a, a high of 60-something in the daytime. So it'll get back to normal hopefully this week, so. I hope Anyway, so. well, we'll have to move on then. Anyway, uh, what we'll do here now, if all right with you, ladies, we're going to just give the folks an update of what's going on here at Equity Stratford this week.
3: Yep, so again, good. I
9: think. Yep, I thank you, ladies, and a very good morning to everyone. And this will be the sales schedule this week here at Equity Stratford. Of course, a full marketing week on tap. And uh, we, we'll get started right away this morning with uh, conventional market cattle. On uh, Monday morning, we sell market cows, uh, bat cattle, and uh, market bulls. Baby calves will be at 1130. And, of course, uh, we did see a very strong cow market last week. Also... Uh, also very strong on the fed cattle. Cows are mostly steady, so we'll see what happens this week here. That'll be our Monday auction tomorrow, Tuesday. Busy day. We start at uh, 10 o'clock tomorrow morning with the hay and bedding auction. 11 o'clock will be the dairy auction tomorrow. And also, don't forget, we do sell organic market cows every Tuesday, along with the conventional market cows. A big sale on Wednesday uh, does start at 10 o'clock with the market auction. Fed cattle on Wednesday, sheep, hog, and goats. We've got a very large feeder cattle sale this week here at Equity Stratford. Uh, that'll be... a uh, Noontime start on Wednesday the 17th. Uh, a lot of the early consignments, we do have a large consignment of over 50 head from one owner of Herford, Black Angus, Red Angus, cross steers and Heifers. Uh, uh, of course, these are going to be yearlings. They're all going to weigh about that 750, 800. All vaccinated. They're on grass, started on grains for just a very good opportunity to buy some short-term cattle. Also, do have a large consignment of Holstein steers. Again, short-term cattle, nine nine weights, 1,000, uh, 1,100 pounders. So, a lot of for your cattle, those are the early consignments. Again, that will be on Wednesday. Uh, Thursday auction does start at 11 o'clock. Uh, that will be uh, with market cattle and baby calves. And we do have a new listing for private treaty for you folks in the, uh, the beef business. We have a complete herd dispersal of Pinsgauer cattle. Uh, pictures on our website. So if you folks are looking, uh, those are being offered on a private treaty basis. So get a hold of us here at 687-4101. More information on that. And like we always say, uh, check our website out. A lot of stuff on there. Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page. And you uh, You'll be there with all the information. So, again, uh, busy week on tap, and we will be back here tomorrow morning to uh, give an update on the markets. And uh, as uh, you uh, ladies reported earlier, up and down, up and down on the Board of Trade and the Mercantile Exchange, it's uh, uh, hard to figure that out, isn't it? Oh,
3: definitely. But you know what? Today's Monday. Hopefully today will turn it around for the rest of the week.
9: I have to ask Jill, did, uh, uh, you were down at the fair. Did you uh, uh, stay for the market sale down there in Milwaukee? I
0: did. I was fair for the governor's sale on Wednesday night.
9: Uh, so you didn't come home with the grand champion or anything like that?
0: Uh, no. <gasps> no, the grand champion went for $35,000.
9: Well, didn't Bob give you the checkbook or nothing?
0: Well, I was just happy to have the wax truck down there. I don't think they'd have been real kind if I had to put charged that on the credit card.
9: Well, you could have just traded the truck for the steer. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right, you ladies have a nice day, and we'll be uh here tomorrow morning. Thank you much.
3: Sounds good, Jerry. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald, over at the Stratford Equity Barn. And we've got more markets. Those are coming in next.
4: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well,
3: let's take a look at our markets again. We On the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your December corn down 12 at 630. December oats down 2 at 425. November beans down 36 cents to 1418. October soybean meal was down 990 to 413.40 a ton. December wheat down 16 at 805. Country elevators in the area. We've got Golden Plump in Arcadia at 648 for corn. Baldwin's at 628, 1469. Durand is at 623, and 1463. Mondovi and Elmwood are at 628 for corn, 1463 for beans. Fall Creek is at 613 and 1438. Osseo's at 633 for corn, 1469 for beans. Elk Mound is at 643 and 1469. Sparta's at 663, 1478. Ellsworth is at 613 for corn, 1444 for beans. As in all plants in the area, Boyceville's at 672, Stanley's at 668, New Richmond's at 663. Then looking at the dairy side, barrel cheese was down four cents to a dollar 88 and three quarters. Blocks were up a half a cent to a dollar and a half. Double A grade butter was down 4 cents to 293.5. And and your class three futures for August were up two at 2015. September down 30 cents to 1980. October down 45 to 2036. November down 48 cents to 2087. December down 38 cents to 2062. And the markets were downward trending through next August. So that's a look at your morning markets. And now we're going to be hearing from Dr. Dan Understander with your Next Girl Felfa Update Program.
2: Last week, we talked about fertilizing those alfalfa stands, fall fertilization getting them through winter. What about those pastures? A little different process. Dan Undersander is with us on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. Dan, of course, State Forage Specialist here in Wisconsin. And Dan, what about timing and what are the differences between going in at the grasses in our pastures versus our alfalfa this time of the year? Well,
12: Bob, the important thing is that with the grasses, we primarily need uh, nitrogen, which, of course, we don't need for the alfalfa, and uh, we should be applying some sulfur onto these pasture areas, too. Uh, It's important to remember that whatever nitrogen was put on those pastures this spring uh, has been taken up by the plant and grown, and this, in fact, uh, even from manure droppings of the cattle. Uh, This is why you see green rings around manure piles, because that nutrient has gone into the soil, been taken up by the plant and used. And so it's not available for a fall growth of that alfalfa. Uh, Studies that we've shown over the years, we can actually increase yield by a ton or more per acre on pastures simply by supplying a shot of nitrogen and sulfur sometime around September 1. That fertilizer will encourage the grass to grow. It will provide a very high-quality forage for whatever we have grazing it, sheep, cattle, even horses. It will uh, cause that growth to occur later into the fall. So do kind of remember the concept that nitrogen... uh, whatever available is taken up. So if there was nitrogen on the field this pasture this summer, if there were cow pies, most of that has already been taken up And that grass at this point is really deficient in nitrogen. And if we would like a good yield of off of those pastures, we need to put about 50 pounds of nitrogen per acre 40 to 50. Uh, to encourage this late fall growth and to maximize the production of those pasture areas.
2: So help the pastures along, a little fall fertilization, that nitrogen is so important. Dan Anderson, our state forage specialist, with us once again on our Next Grow Alfalfa Update program.
3: Thank you, Bob. And looking at the weather one last time, we're at 54 degrees right now in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area. It's a little foggy right now. Going to be a cloudy day today with a high of 78. Tomorrow, a chance of showers with a high of 80. Wednesday, cloudy, but a chance of some sunshine looking at a high of 81 degrees.
4: You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at waxradio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovie and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadab. On demand content at waxradio.com.